0: Welcome to Hashing It Out, a podcast where we talk to the tech innovators behind blockchain infrastructure and decentralized networks. We dive into the weeds to get at why and how people build this technology and the problems they face along the way. Come listen and learn from the best in the business so you can join their ranks. So, kicking off our new sub-series or something, I'm doing some video content where I take more of a personal approach, one-on-ones with individuals, not necessarily like diving into projects like we do normally do at Hashing It Out, um, but more like just talking to individuals and getting a sense of who they are, where they come from, what they care about. And uh, yeah, so today, Taylor Monahan, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Um, well, I'm sure we'll get into what you do <laughs> at some point. Uh, but like to start off, like I want to like I think that like the engaging question that I want to start off with is like, what do you care about?
1: Oh God. Um, <laughs> um I think that's such a hard question. Wow. I care about my daughter and my family and my well-being like I'm a selfish person, I guess. But um, I guess like more broadly or like what's my passion in life, I think it's a lot of like, I wanna do something meaningful, I wanna help people do things that are meaningful to them. Um, like I, I, I don't necessarily have one thing that, um, like one like subject or topic or something that I care about more than another so long as um, whatever it is, is productive and meaningful and sort of an overall capacity towards like the global situation or your selfish situation or whatever the situation may be. Mm -hmm.
0: I asked a question because I think it's like, I think what people care about motivates what they end up doing with their time, like where they spend Mm -hmm. their attention and their time and their efforts and uh, what they learn and and it's interesting to maybe ask the just abruptly ask that question to see like what is it that you care about (laughs) that's motivating like you to spend the time doing all this work that you're doing
1: yeah no it's uh it's a very it's a crazy question because it seems like an should be an easy question (laughs) like oh i care about all these things but yeah when you ask it abruptly i definitely am like uh well i care about things i care about Uh, why am i doing this well let's take let's take
0: you for an example right like uh you're i would say relatively well known in this ecosystem the blockchain ecosystem or web3 whatever you want to call it uh for someone who cares about security but it's security from the perspective of not screwing over users um trying to give them Mm -hmm the right context to make the right decisions for themselves and what you should be doing from a developer's perspective to help facilitate that, right?
1: Right, because at the end of the day, like my passion and the reason I spend so much time doing security stuff and thinking about security stuff is not necessarily because I care that things are secure, it's because people came to my product, people come to my product, um to accomplish something whether that's it used to be in 2017 it was uh they wanted to get rich they wanted to get in the ICO they wanted to do whatever it was and then they would lose all their money and so it's sort of like the solution to that is security or one of the parts of the solutions to that is security um in crypto a lot of the problems like they can't entirely be solved by better security, but it's usually an aspect of it hmm. almost always.
0: Yeah, it's certainly true. It's like, it's almost like a self-preservation tactic of like, I have to care about security so I don't have to handle these support tickets.
1: Yeah, so I can like build a product <laughs> rather than answering tickets. Um, and it's also interesting. So from an individual's perspective, like I want to get rich, Uh, and now I'm poor, so I can't use your product, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're narrowing the market every time someone gets wrecked. Um, But then from like a company's perspective as well, like uh, companies have to be secure, custodial companies have to especially be secure. Um, And then these new DeFi, quote unquote, companies, um, you know, where does security and where does the, I guess the responsibility of security lie with those, right? Is it on the user? Is it on the larger community because this thing is decentralized, or is it on um, what's traditionally called a company, but it's like the product or the um, the DAO or the anonymous developer on Twitter or whatever? You know what I mean?
0: Where does the fall guy lie? Because uh, like as as we keep I don't know if we just continue along the lines of the original ideals, which is um, you don't offload responsibility and risk to someone else as much as possible, then the lines get really blurred on who to blame when something goes wrong.
1: Right. So I don't know if you know this, but my like guilty pleasure is like true crime podcasts.
0: Oh no, I didn't. I we may have talked about that in some other previous <laughs> yeah. podcast.
1: Like if i need to get out of crypto and like i just need to put something on that's like you know whatever it's almost always like a a true crime podcast but there was a really interesting conversation where they were talking about the reasons for like criminal punishment in the context of course of like gruesome murder but i think it's really interesting to tie that back into like what you're talking about with blame because okay so here's the reasons you have the concept of like protecting society, right? So like you have a rapist or a murderer on the street and you throw them in prison because you want to protect society. You don't want other people to be murdered or raped. Um, then you have like the concept of like rehabilitation, which we're not super keen on here in the United States, but, uh, in Europe, they're much more keen on that. Um, and then you have retribution, which is like, um, Uh, as humans like we desire things to be fair and like if you do something wrong you should be punished for it like it's just a thing yeah Yeah, and it, it is right it's throughout all time and history and culture like eye for an eye was how it used to be now we consider ourselves evolved but it really is like i don't know it's a core reason that we punish people right um and then you have very similar to that. You have restitution, which is like if it's um, uh, if it's like a financial crime, then they can pay it back. Eye for an eye actually falls sort of into this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then was that five? Maybe that was- sure. Sure. Anyways, so when we look at that, and then we talk about blaming people, right? Like it's. Um, I think in this space, a lot of times we're like, okay, we are evolved and we're decentralized and it's all individuals and it's the individual's responsibility to do everything. Um, and if they get racked or if they lose their money or if they have their money stolen is their problem. It's their fault. It's there to blame. They shouldn't have aped into this or they shouldn't have done this. or they should have done security better or whatever. But like, one, we're not evolved, like we're still humans. And two, um, that's not how the world works. Like people aren't just individuals, they are individuals as part of a community, as part of a society, as part of a larger world. And just like pretending that everything is only for the individual person and therefore is only the fault of the individual person, like it doesn't work because it's never worked. It's not in our nature, we're social beings so i don't know when i look at crypto i think that's one of the things that i fight against the most is is the blaming of the individual for getting wrecked
0: well like if you think about um first off like as we push responsibility and risk to the edges like the end users uh by having them manage their own data their own private keys etc um they're the they're not the ones who are building the tooling that's that's facilitating that right and how you build that and the options you give them, the options you surface to them, um, how you, what you call those options, um, the security implications of whether or not it does the thing you say it does, like, all of that is not on them.
1: And right. it has and a I...
0: severe impact in like
1: a huge impact.
0: how they conduct themselves and what they're capable of doing and how they make decisions
1: right and that's the that's one of my biggest sort of like i think fundamental issues with crypto over the years and like when i get burnt out it's almost always because i see like the notion that it's like it's it's not me it's them or i don't have a responsibility for this or i couldn't have done this or i couldn't have foreseen this or they shouldn't have done that they shouldn't have risked their money they shouldn't like no 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 like It's not a hundred percent on the creator, but it's also not a hundred percent on the user. Um, And most importantly, again, we are social beings. Like we're individuals, part of the community, part of the larger society. Like um, it's not just the individual and it's not just like the company or the creator, but it's also the culture of the whole that has a huge impact. So when you see these pervasive notions of like um, not, being secure, like not having any, uh, like basically like rebelling against best security practices that are not that hard to implement, um, that has an impact on everything that comes from it. And so I think all in this case, like those three all share blame. And then there's obviously like other things as well, but all three of them share blame, not one of them, not two of them. Like, all, everyone can be better.
0: What's an example of like the rebelling against best practices?
1: Oh, just, I mean, like, just like throwing something on mainnet, uh, FOMO, marketing it up. Like, I mean, the entire DeFi summer was this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, there is an argument to be made that it's valuable experimentation and that there are warnings and that there was this and there was that and nobody expected it, blah, blah, blah. Like, yes, but also did you even do this on testnet for like a day, right? Like the, you know, the YAMS thing I thought it was it was cool at the beginning, then it got huge and I was like, Oh no and then what, like twelve hours in, people were like, Oh, there's this very basic math error that would have been caught with a uh I would say running running it on testnet for a week. A day. Sorry, a day.
0: Just going through the process on something that does, doesn't have value. Like,
1: does it work? Right, because it wasn't, you know, the issue with that one wasn't necessarily that it was some complex thing that had interactions with other things and that uh, this perfect edge case scenario is mashed up to create this situation. Like, no, it's just the code. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, it gets more complex because when things are relying on other things. So when DeFi protocol number one is relying on DeFi protocol number two and DeFi protocol number two is relying on number three, but they're relying on the prices from this guy over here, you know, there's just uh there's an infinite number of like potential mashups and potential things that could go wrong. You can't necessarily foresee them. You can't necessarily foresee them exactly uh, like the, the exact steps, right? Um, and you certainly can't, like, detect it with a with a basic audit either. Yeah, so.
0: the tooling around how you handle composability, like that, like the, the pretty term we use for that concept, um, is lacking. And so, like, how you reason about... Take for instance, like, Flash Loans, for instance, as an example.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The, and how, like, the Maker issue happened because... Um, of no like real smart contract vulnerability, but because they made assumptions when they deployed contracts based on rational actors um, of a given value size. So like what a person who's using that much money would do or like whoever has access to that kind of money would act a specific way. And and the concept of a flash loan, which is a reasonable, like a, a very valid technical thing, blew that assumption away. And thus like any security implications that came from it. And that's not something you really get from tooling.
1: No, it's not. And um, I think Maker is actually a good example of they're a complex system in themselves. And then they're relying on all these external forces. And then all these external forces are interacting with them. And and their entire sort of security model or threat modeling can be disrupted by like Aave launching. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> So I found this I've been talking with um a buddy of mine true um, he's like asking me kind of deep philosophical questions about what the point of crypto is um, and when I oh, yeah. try to explain it a lot of it tends towards like um, experimentation and new economic models and like real like community building with value at the foundation like it's not all it's, it's not you know fake internet points like most of the value flow of these networks is real and 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 substantial and so but then so like what came up from those conversations was the fact that it's very 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 difficult to model and prepare for emergent phenomenon based on like relatively like systems with relatively simple things
1: No, it's never it's never been in like the in like security 101 has never said um imagine your scenario uh where the attacker or the threat has unlimited money like that's not a like it's it's in the same bucket as like you know imagine your situation if aliens came down from the sky like you don't threat model against that because it's so (laughs) unlikely um and by the time that you are like say a target of uh like a nation state or something which is was traditionally the only actor that could have quote-unquote unlimited money um you would be in a different position and you would have to handle it. But like, I mean, these DeFi things, yeah, like Aave launches and that's suddenly a real threat. Like aliens are now a threat. Go fix your stuff.
0: <laughs> go, go reassess what you've done.
1: Yeah. From the ground up, every assumption you've made is wrong. That's crazy. It's, and, but it's, it's
0: just getting started, yeah. right? So like, this is like, if, if any of what yeah. we say is true or like if any, any of the stuff that we've done and pushed for and, worked on over the past decade or so has real potential then these things are here to stay and it's just beginning
1: right and i don't have like i don't know i don't know what the answer is but i feel like there's really smart people in the world that are not part of crypto that probably have insights into how to like manage risk in really complex systems it probably has to do with like building resilient systems and adaptable systems um which the resilience uh, runs up against the experimentation. Like it's very hard to just throw money around and experiment with things while also prioritizing being extremely resilient, um, and then being adaptable, or being reactionary, or being flexible, or being able to like react very very quickly to a new threat. Um, that often runs up with like the core tenets of decentralization and authority. So. Because sorry, because the easiest way to like adapt something is to have someone press a button, and if it, the thing's completely decentralized, mm-hmm. right? And this is what we saw with with the Yam situation as well. Was like uh it very quickly uh, turned into like a social coordination game, where you know everyone, myself included, were being reached out to uh, go down the list of influencers and see if they can signal boost this, so yeah, that people great. don't get wrecked.
0: Well, that's a that's a. Fundamental consequence of uh, what happens when you distribute power,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so like, and that's not necessarily bad. It's just something you have to take into account. And if, is that something you want to be a part of your system? And like, what's more important? And I don't think those those like risk assessments ever right. happen. Uh, There's right. so like, like oh, this happens now. What what is the what is the like plan? The scenario of actually fixing this thing, and what is the ob like? how does that change as we distribute power across things and so
1: right when we started we don't don't need to start it like i mean you're you're spot on right like nobody's thinking about this it's not that we haven't perfected the balance right like we haven't even adjusted at all
0: part of that my opinion which is a qualm that i've had so far is a, a lack of like monitoring and I, yes. Y'all do a good job of this at, at my crypto, but like there's the, the, the amount of effort and money and development work that goes into watching value after it's been accumulated is minuscule in compared to the amount of work that goes into trying to build the things that accrue value. Yes. And so like all this work, if you look at all the like prep stuff for, um, how to, like SDLC, like Secure Software Development, like lifecycle stuff, right? Uh, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, is like, how do you prepare tests and so on and so forth to deploy? And then none of that, then it just stops. And it's like, so know like, how do you watch to make sure the thing you deployed is doing what you think it does? Because, like, because you have limited power in your ability to stop things, the time in which you know when something's going on is crucial but we're not looking at it.
1: No, you're just like hoping that someone will notice.
0: Yeah, so we we crippled (laughs) ourselves in our ability to stop things and then we haven't done the other other part of that, which is like figure out it's happening before it gets too late.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this was most evident and I, because I was so close to the situation, but the parody multi-sig where, Mm -hmm. so they hacked one of them I can't remember, it's the third one that I don't remember the name of always, the casino one or whatever. The hacker got those funds and then like eight hours later or something, they did Eternity and then Swarm City. And then uh, hours after that, Swarm City happened to see the balance of their account was zero. How How does 12 hours pass and your entire treasury Like, and nobody, nobody noticed except for the hacker. Well, it's one of those situations Um,
0: where, like, you don't, you assume secure. um, And then based on how often you use those funds and, like, the more, like, in a lot of instances, a lot of those types of funds weren't supposed to be used that often. And so, like, you don't, you don't, people don't monitor them or look at what's happening on the blockchain as people try to do stuff.
1: Exactly. The one the the problem with that argument is that these were all ICO funds. So in theory, the investor should have noticed before. I mean, the team should have noticed first, but if the team didn't notice, you would think that the investors who invested into this company would notice because that's their money. And like one of the hugest issues in this space, besides uh, a lack of security is also a lack of diligence. And so a lot of these teams do just run off at the money. Um, like exit scamming is hugely it's popular. Thing. It's a problem. <laughs> um, and so that was like also like the whole other thing. And I'm like, so it turns out that these teams weren't malicious but nobody would have noticed if they were.
0: Yeah, don't like, don't, don't be so quick to assume or to, to like assign something with a uh, maliciousness if it can be attributed to ignorance like or ing-
1: <laughs> really you know so that i mean that um and and by the way the most remarkable thing about that situation was the fact that then a group of people got on a skype call uh hacked the rest of the multisigs, and then returned the money before um i think there might have been like a maybe one black hat that mm-hmm. got like some little ones or something but um the white hat group and then also at least one other white hat hacker who is now part of the white hat group drained all the rest of the multisigs and then returned the money like so it, it's especially hard and we see this in DeFi too that that we're not punished for the stupid shit that we do well it's right like,
0: well, you, you have don't to... watch
1: the contract. You don't notice the money's missing. Then, when the money's missing, everyone scrambles around, and then somehow, like generally speaking, in the broad scope of things, everything ends up okay.
0: You can't be too mad, uh, because, like, uh, okay, let's think of it this way. Like, well, maybe this gives me a, maybe a bit of perspective on why that is. It's because, like, it's it's green field for potentials on what you can build and new things you can do in this ecosystem because it's so young. And everyone's excited and focused on the cool thing that they can do that no one's done instead of actively looking at the things that we've done and making sure it works. And I, I think that there's like, as an imbalance, right? The, the, the pool of things you can do to potentially like really innovate something or build something that's of that's, that's a, that's a substantial value or alter the current the current financial system in such a way where like the, the power gap is, is less and a lot of like the original ideals of crypto is so large in comparison to like, let's make sure we did it okay for the things yeah. that we've done we're, already. like let's
1: learn. There's like people who have de- like decades of experience securing complex systems, right? Mm-hmm. Like what do they, let's learn from them. And we're like, no, that's the old system.
0: <laughs> nah, well, to be fair, trying to trying to be fair here uh we've only now only now maybe just gotten to the point where like we've reached this threshold of legitimacy where people who have those skills are willing to spend time contributing or like
1: right giving things to us that's no it is true and and i don't know the one question that i've asked myself again and again is like how does crypto or how does DeFi specifically? But even you know, going back to the parody hack would fall into this. Like, how do we keep getting so lucky, where these really potentially detrimental things, like somehow, it's like we just like instead of just getting completely wrecked, we just like skirt around it, right?
0: Um, I but don't think. But the
1: of hacks for DeFi, the amount lost is minuscule. to the amount stolen. Which is minuscule compared to the amount that should have been lost or stolen. That's insane.
0: Maybe uh, we still got a pretty good balance of uh, good people to assholes.
1: I, I mean, that's the only thing I've come up with is that, is that at the end of the day, even... Especially with DeFi, right? Even the hackers... Um, are in this ecosystem enough to like not want to fully destroy it. Like they want money, but they don't want to like actually screw up. Well, that's money. kind
0: of the point, right? Is to build systems where like it's within your best interest to contribute in a good way to the community than to, than right. to try and break it. Mm-hmm. And we try to limit the the like emergent pooling of large, large pools of value so that like there aren't these Really, really awesome targets to steal money from. Uh, we try. And that's the, you're always going to do it some, in some sense, to some extent. And uh, and I th- and I think that if we do that, then we end up creating this community of developers and people who do things, where that's that's it's always going to be the case. We're always going to have more good people than bad people, uh, because like and this is why. This is something that I was recently talking with. I forgot someone else about. And that is like, like there's, there's always that argument, right? We're not, because we work at status. We do privacy. Like it's, it's so people are like, well, what do you, what if like people use your tool for something bad and you can't do oh, anything yeah. about it, right?
1: Yeah,
0: People yeah. always say like, well, Bitcoin is bad because it, people buy drugs with <laughs> it and you can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And so like, and, and my argument to this, and this is the best one that I've come up with so far is whenever someone creates a tool that can be used for, Good and evil, or you know, bad and good, by by community standards, uh, like it's going to be done, always. Like someone's going to use it for whatever possibly way they can, if it benefits what they're trying to do, regardless if they're a good or evil person, by whatever metrics communities have for good and evil. Um, I think it's important that the people who build these systems and these tools are doing it from the most ethical places possible. Because in the the eventuality that something bad happens, those people exist that can help mitigate the issue as best as possible. Whereas if you look at the other way around, if like you choose not to build it because bad people can use it, there's an eventuality that bad people will build it. And those good people who understand the system aren't there.
1: Right. Yes. And there's also like the so if you build something and it does good for the world and then it gets like let's say co-opted for evil at least there was good that came from it if you assume that the uh, other potential outcome is that someone evil builds it and it's only used for evil right like mm-hmm. option one is is from that perspective objectively better because something good right you have in yeah. both situations you have evil but this one you have some good too uh, and you have like maybe a fighting chance you have people who can make it less evil for example right like
0: the people you know, leading like the people leading the I guess sphere of understanding like if you think about like all the people who understand the technology and its implications
1: mm-hmm.
0: there's a larger portion of people who want to use it for good if they're the ones that created it. Which means that in the event, in the eventuality that something bad happens, there's a larger pool of people that have any intuition about what to do about it.
1: Or any, like, care, right? Like, because if crypto was truly only used for evil or even, like, for drug dealing, um, then I probably wouldn't be here, right? And then I I wouldn't be shouting about anything and I wouldn't be, you know what I mean? (laughs)
0: Yeah, you, there's there's someone like you here to shout about it, and right. and so when people ask me that question, like with like the, um, within that concept of privacy, I say no, I you can't get that information anymore. But you can't do these things. Yeah, like because of this, this, and this, you could. This is where your new focus needs to be because your traditional ways of doing things aren't going to work anymore. So stop wasting resources on it. This is where you need yeah. to be looking. And yeah, and those types of conversations have to be have to be had because and those people need to exist to be able to like inform those who would like to stop bad whatever the hell that means yeah and and i think
1: that the biggest problem with almost all of the sort of the things that get co-opted for evil though is the fact that the builders often have not even considered the fact that it could be right like there is this huge huge ignorance about the fact that what both about the fact that they could build something um, and and something could go wrong and therefore bad things like their, their thing could impact people negatively but also um, that the technology that the whatever could be used uh, by someone bad for bad reasons. You don't think people think like, about that? I mean, so, have you read uh, Mindfuck, Christopher Wiley's, the Cambridge Analytica whistleblower story? Mm -hmm. Okay, he has this quote in there where he goes, um, because basically, like, the original tech and, like, the data mining was being used, oh, God, what was it, to being used to um, understand, like, voting demographics in emerging economies and, like, small islands and these very, like, very tiny little things. Um, But they were very quickly, like, able to determine the likelihood that someone would vote, for example, in this little tiny, like, sample size. Um, And then they just, like, scaled it up hugely to manipulate the entire world. But he has this quote in there where he goes, like, yeah, I just never realized that what we we were doing, like, if we could do this here that someone else could do it against what we believed in. And I was like, how did you not know that? Like, you're from the US, you have Democrats and Republicans, like today you're on this side, you're building it for this team. Of course the other team can do the exact same thing to you. But also how do you sit there and say that that what you you are doing is right, and then say that they're, what they're doing is wrong? Like you you can't have it both ways.
0: Yeah, I don't have the answer to that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like but it anyways, seems so. as though like
0: the question of like what does this look like in the in the potential that this is successful? Like how does this scale and what does it mean so, like from a societal standpoint is never asked. Or it, or if it's asked it's happens it happens too late.
1: Yeah, and it's just never it's just never yeah, it's like it's just never considered. So that's what so very early on someone someone asked me like um, but if I'm if I'm monitoring like the balance of my address and all my funds get stolen like all my funds got stolen so why does it matter? And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that's an argument, right? Um, yeah, I guess then don't monitor your account balances. Like, don't get a notification for your account balances. The answer because- to
0: that question is. <laughs> set your account set your accounts up in such a way where they can't just be stolen without things happening that you can see
1: it was like it was just such a perplexing way of looking at it right yeah like it's like it's like what's the
0: point because... like it's
1: like I'm like. Well, I mean, what's the point of reading a book? What's the point of like thinking with your brain? Like knowledge and and information and it, it influences everything. Like you can't not know, right?
0: Yeah, it's a. It's such a strange thing. Like, but I, <laughs> fact, if you I don't think have I the information, you, you can't you like, can't make decisions.
1: Look. Right? Or you're making. I'm like you're a, like if you don't know that your balance is zero. And then you make a decision based on the fact that you have a hundred million dollars only to learn that you don't like you've made a very bad decision.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I guess the decision may not be bad, but your decision making process is shit because you could well, have had information and then you willfully ignore it.
0: Well, that's, that's like a, I think this is something that I, I like one, of the re, one of the reasons why I like this, this ecosystem is that it's, um, forcing people to start thinking about risk and how to how to manage it whereas like previously like i've, I've said it a few times like the, the the tendency in traditional infrastructure and finance is to offload responsibility and risk to somebody else yeah. so like you don't need to monitor something because someone else is doing it and you assume right. that they're doing it in a way where they they can they can manage things in case something bad happens and then they now, don't
1: because they're they
0: do. corrupt well, well like, <laughs> it doesn't matter because we're they're like the individual isn't thinking about it.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that's, I think most of the problems in this space in, in terms of users, um, I think you can put them uh, like almost hundred percent in, in the category of like um, just complete, not ignorance in a bad way, but just like complete and utter ignorance. Right. And well, that's, it's what, we're, that's that we're, what we've taught. Yeah. Because your entire life, you put your money in a bank and everything's fine and your parents did and your grandparents did and your boss and your coworkers. like you watch that um, but also like I mean even down to like Gmail spam filtering everything like people don't even um, like if you don't see spam you can't you can't become resilient against it you don't like build up the, the skill to like question what you're reading and be like oh that might not be true mm-hmm. right um, and that's why like I think I honestly think that, like, less grandmothers fell for ICO or, like, general, like, today, I guess they're not ICOs, but they're just, like, a different flavor. I gen- genuinely, I think that less grandmothers fell for those than, like, Gen Zs and Millennials because I don't think a Gen Z has ever seen, like, a true, like, scam spam email because it's just auto-filtered out of their life.
0: That's possible. And, and that's, that's important is that, like, that skill needs to be cultivated. Because as you as you have this increasing trend of moving risk and responsibility to the end user, as opposed to like centralized powers having it over them, um, they're forced to have to understand how to mitigate it.
1: Yeah, and, 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 and make decisions need, with the right assumptions.
0: Yeah, you need to you, you need to be thinking about this a little bit and. Granted, it's, it's the developer's responsibility in part to try and provide them with the right tools to make those assumptions mm-hmm. and make those decisions and, and act accordingly. But like, it's it's in my opinion, better for society if people are spending more time thinking about where their value lies in their life and how mm-hmm. it's accessed. And, yeah. and, or like, in, in the, if you think about it from like financial investment terms, what is my money doing for me? Right which isn't something like financial education you get from traditional finance really, until you're like, like it, that's not a poor person's mentality.
1: Yeah, it's never, it's yeah, that's, I mean, that's probably one of the number one reasons for, for the gap just growing larger and larger because it's not just that you have this financial gap, you also have like I mean, it's everything. It's your experience. It's your ability to question. It's your, it's, it's like the entitlement that comes with that. Um,
0: You need to build those skills over time and you need the things that you do in your day-to-day life have to kind of reinforce you needing to make those decisions.
1: Right. And that's why when like a, like a someone who like a VC or like a long time investor who like, you know, was a, kind of normal person and then they somehow got an immense access to financial knowledge and also money (laughs) usually other people's money whenever they say things like like nobody wants to manage their own money or nobody can manage their own money um i don't even manage my own money i let so and so manage it right like i invested with so and so i put it in this fund i'm like right but you're you're still making that decision responsibly because you have the knowledge and experience to be able to make that decision where if you say that nobody can and nobody wants to, they will never have that skill. They'll never have that experience. You had that experience. Now you made that decision. I'm not saying that like holding your, like everyone must hold their private key because that's the best decision for them. I'm saying that like, we have to create a system that where each person decides how they're going to hold their money or who's going to hold their money for them, that has to be made like, they have to have all the information to be able to make that decision soundly, right? It's like if you didn't know your account balance was empty and then you made like a decision, thinking that it was so. full. You know, like you, it's not necessarily that you made the wrong decision. It's that you, your decision-making process was flawed. Well, but or we're not like, you never had that. the
0: opportunity to make it
1: right and that's the thing is that we're not setting people up for success to of uh, like to to level up i guess right like how does someone today who gets into crypto um how do they level up right because like when i got into crypto in whatever the 2011 2012 sorry not 2011 2013 that run up right um when i got into crypto like i don't know it was there was the culture and and what people talked about and what people cared about, like it was so it was everything. Right? Like the privacy, uh, the little the the crypto libertarian anarchism, like you know what I mean? And then That was
0: the main that was the mainstay of why people like for the majority of the people who got into it, that was why they got into it. It was a vehicle for expressing those those things.
1: Right, but I got into it because I heard about this Bitcoin thing from a smart person, <laughs> and also the money thing. You know yeah. what I mean? But then I turned into not turned into, but like then my views were shaped by the community and by that culture. Um, and then I leveled up. But I think everyone did, right? Like even if you were already, say, like an anarchist, I think your views evolved, and like you know, maybe um, more
0: nuance. They just they, they got more nuance.
1: Yeah. Um, but today, like, I'm not sure that we're doing anything to help that evolution in any sense, right? Like, not necessarily, like, oh, we need we need to instill the crypto anarchism in the noobs. Like, no, no, like, anything, you know, like, whether it has to do with security, whether it has to do with, like, the general culture or privacy or self-reliance or whatever. Like, I don't know. It's just, I feel like people just don't talk about it as much. Like,
0: maybe... It, I mean, I try to. You try to. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I, yeah, you've been screaming for the mountaintops for years now, uh, but part of that may be due to the fact that you can't really do anything on Ethereum right now, or like where a lot of these projects are outside mm-hmm. of um, like DeFi, and so like the attention based on transactional volume mm-hmm. is on things that don't tend to look this stuff because they're they're like things are happening so fast, people are making so much money that they don't care because they need to focus on something else and you have a limited limited attention span. Yeah. Now that's that's not sustainable, but it's how it seems to be. Yeah. And, that, also, and, and if there yeah. was a larger thriving ecosystem that wasn't basically shouldered out by the fees, if the fee structure, which has risen because that's all you can do on this ecosystem, Like that's the only economical thing to do right now, at least within Ethereum. Yeah. The the stuff that would normally push that narrative or try to experiment with that type of stuff has to kind of go elsewhere.
1: Yeah. Or if there's nothing going on, then we could talk about our politics and personal beliefs and religious beliefs, (laughs) whatever you want to call them, the anarchism, right? If there's nothing to do, we could talk about that all day. But when there's stuff to do, yeah, there's when there's stuff to do but it's a limited uh it's limited to these really I don't even know how to explain like what you have to have to get to be profitable in defi besides like a pile of money and a pile of knowledge not, I don't I don't
0: know <laughs> That's faster damn sure
1: I honestly I don't yeah I don't know you have to have a crap load of money to be making money in DeFi right now with these things. Really? Right? I don't know. I don't know. I
0: mean, like the, the, the Bitcoin podcast Slack seems to do a pretty good job in the DeFi channel of like doing good things and making reasonable profits with the stuff they're doing.
1: So that's that's the other question I had was, you see people supposedly making money, but are they making money? That's That's not where
0: my, that's not where my attention is. It's, it seems as though, because they're all happy
1: and they, okay. So my friend Mark, um, said, we were talking about a similar thing and he said, uh, it's like the casino where you walk into the casino with $2,000, uh, and then you spend all night there and you get drunk and you have a blast and then you walk out of the casino with like $500 thinking that you won $500.
0: That's not but happening. You walk in with 2K. That's not what I don't think that's what's happening. Like I I, know. I've cashed out a few times. Like just from on
1: DeFi stuff though? No. No, you've cashed out on your long term holdings.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But like that's I know other too. people who have cashed out on DeFi stuff.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm wondering. I guess like for the DeFi stuff, like if they I don't even know. Because if you like take your thing to stake your thing. And then you get another thing over here because you staked it here. Cause all these new I don't understand it. All the new DeFi protocols, they'll do like a airdrop based on your activity on other DeFi protocols, right?
0: Thanks you to swap.
1: (laughs) Jordan's like, yo, go check your badgers. And I'm like, what? And then I literally like type in whatever word dot finance and like it's an actual thing and it like connects to my MetaMask and says if I have rewards and I'm just like. There's a lot
0: of Badger folks in the the Bitcoin podcast like.
1: (laughs) I don't understand it. Neither do I. But all I know is that it seems like you're making money because whatever you did to get that initial allotment of Badgers is so far removed from the Badgers, Right.
0: I'm going to have some folks on um, the Bitcoin podcast to talk about that uh, because okay, I don't know. Them, and I need to ask, ask those them, questions.
1: Ask them if they have actually, like, see, and this is the thing. I don't think that there's, if I, if you were to ask them, how do you know that you've like made money? Like when you, you know, when you say that you're like up on Dodgers or whatever. <laughs> How do you know that you make money? They're going to say, well, I didn't have badgers and then I had badgers and then I sold the badgers for a thousand dollars, so I have a thousand dollars. But they didn't just like- oh, I'll,
0: I'll cut holes in that argument all day long.
1: Yeah, because you had to claim the badgers, you had to do something to even get an allotment of badgers. Uh, it cost you gas to claim them and then you had to like stake them and then you had to unstake them.
0: Well, let's put it this way. Based on what you just said, because I'm pretty ignorant about it, uh, regular people aren't going to do this. So well, it's, yeah. it's moving in a direction mm-hmm. that I don't really care about.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, right. I can't keep up with it, but I don't care to keep up with it. Like, I'm not bothered by the fact that I can't keep up with it. Once a week, I get on a call with my whole team, and I ask them what's going on, and they try to explain something to me, and I feel like the old fart <laughs> in the room. And they're like, Taylor, just go to Badger, Finance, You know, and I'm like, what is this? okay should it just tell me that my thing oh there's a claim let me click the button and then i click it and like uh, metamask lags out and then the ui is different than the metamask and then my transaction won't get mine and i'm just like how the hell are you guys doing this and how well, the let's... hell is anyone that that could benefit from this doing this? yeah
0: here's like so like that's it's maybe it's good as an experimentation of like playing with this stuff so that eventually the the friction that exists now gets worked out so that doing interesting financial things is available to people who want to do it later on down the line but like when if i think
1: learn, about sorry if we learn how to learn from our predecessors
0: that's what like. i so this is where i was gonna go i was gonna go for it like like we have to kind of wrap up because i know you have a meeting coming up uh oh
1: shit! yeah okay
0: something that you've experienced firsthand is we've, we've, we've created a technology that gives, potentially gives people value or a lot more control over their value. And then as we watch them fumble with the, with the interaction, the user experience of, of doing this thing, and then we watch it kind of blow up in value, we see... A tremendous amount of opportunities for people to come in and take advantage of those of those of those frictions by like trying to trick the user through a lot of traditional methods like phishing. Again, mm-hmm. like, like every single step introduces points in which people can come in to trick the user to, right. to steal their money.
1: Yeah, or a user could just screw up, or In my case, um, like, if I and I feel like for the first time, maybe I'm sort of more of a user perspective with the DeFi stuff. I don't understand Badgers, but someone told me to, like, go check this thing. And when I was having that conversation, it seemed riskless, right, because, like, you're just claiming them. You can't nothing can go wrong. Right, like you're not doing anything, you're not making a bet, you're not betting that the badger price is gonna go up. Like all you're doing is just claiming this thing that they gave you for something that you did in the past. But that precedent of just doing whatever they tell me and not questioning it and, not, and, and truly believing like, oh, nothing, there's no risk here because I already don't have my badgers. And if I don't have my badgers in the future, I'm, I'm still at like the same state. Uh, or hit a badger, so that's an upstate, but there's no like downstate. But when you start establishing that, I don't know, when that becomes the norm, even with quote unquote legitimate projects, it's so much easier for malicious people to sort of like do the same thing and like push people in that same pattern. Um, except now that the, the, the now people do have like a negative state, a downstate, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're taking an action they think is riskless because everything else that respect to people told them to do is riskless. Oh, but now it's not, you okay. know, now there's a risk or now, uh, now I'm just going through the flow. I don't really understand it. So I'm clicking the button. I click the button and then I send all my money to the, to the hacker. Oops. You know? And so like the patterns, the patterns that we're setting, the like, like the autopilot type things that we just do, um, the culture, the questioning, like I think those are the areas that are that are so complicated and so nuanced, um, but could have a huge one if we if we actually address the issues and like become aware of them, it could have a huge positive effect on the community, and I don't think we even realize the negative effect that it's happened that 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 is happening, right? In the same way that like. Um, Like when we launched Mew in the early days and like put private keys on the web, like at no point was I like, oh yeah, and this is gonna blow up into a huge product and we're gonna set this horrible um, precedent (laughs) of people copying and pasting their private keys into a website, nothing could go wrong. Like I literally didn't think that whatsoever, but that's what we did. And then the fishers came along and were like, hey, just copy and paste your private key into this website to get your airdrop. And then people just did it.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: and it's the 100%, same. Thing, like I mean, but all this people. You all, also everything. built
0: something that was that was that was needed at the time and good. Right, and you did it. You did it quickly, and maybe you did it based on like mm-hmm. ignorance of these security best practices. You've learned a lot about security along the way from the oh, mistakes yeah. that you've made.
1: Yeah, because I legit. By the way, I legit thought the reason you didn't use a web wallet was that the web wallet creators would take your money. And since like I was the web wallet creator, I was like, well yeah, I can't take my money. And like, I can't take my best friend's money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, cause at that, in the early days it was just, like basically it was me and Kozla. Mark was using it. Uh, and then like we posted it on Reddit and I think got like, I don't know, half dozen upvotes. I used
0: it. You that. know,
1: like, <laughs> it was just, it was so, it was so small. And again, that's why I say, I don't think product creators, are think you long-term because like, I wasn't thinking about it. Right.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because like that's not something that you would. I would think you would get from a traditional security background of like because value wasn't so quickly accessed digitally. Yeah. Um, the implications of doing things like that weren't nearly as bad, and so like the like general best practices and the intuition that kind of stems off of those general best practices in the community didn't exist for that type of thing because it was less likely that you put something on a web wallet or on a web on a web app and all your money's gone
1: right and that's the thing is that the auditors said so like the first not the first auditors but like the first security people that we talked to Everyone told us, like, no, you need it, like, private keys can't be on the web. But that was like, by the way, this is like mid-2017. Like, we, we, yeah. we already knew that. But I was surprised that of, like, the various security people we talked to, they all said it. But only the auditors that we actually went with, Cure53, actually gave the real reason. All the rest just said, yeah, it's a private key. You can't put that in a website because that's a secret. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's a secret uh, and you, it's, you shouldn't do that. Like it, they just like somehow fundamentally like, we're like, that's bad. But they didn't necessarily understand that uh, one, it's controlling this immense value, um, that you couldn't rotate the keys, right? Like mm-hmm. if I had called it something besides a private key, I don't know that they would have necessarily recommended against it.
0: Yeah, you know that's what, what I mean? Yeah,
1: And that's really, I don't know, that's really interesting, but it's also terrifying. And I still think that the the real damage was not, like it had such trickle down effects, right? Like the phishing sites were bad. Phishing sites got a lot of money, but I think also like every airdrop site that convinced people to just like mindlessly paste their private key, like that was bad. I think all the other sites that then like supported private keys on the web that then got scammed or hacked or uh, like had some bull like those losses are also like a trickle down. Like, we got great. a lot of
0: more lessons to learn, but I think we've come somewhere from the start, like and and. and- mm-hmm there's like, you know murmurings of security communities within the ecosystem trying to build and, and build like general general best practices that are differentiated from traditional security and so i yeah. hope that over time we can build those things and not
1: yeah.
0: s- screw people over so much <laughs> or like give them a technology that gives them yeah. the potential to screw totally, themselves right? so easily
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing, I mean, I think like we can do best practices all day. and I think that will make a major impact because we're not doing it right now. I ideally, though, I think the best thing would be if like all the builders were just generally like more. Like more questioning or more skeptical or more aware or like seeking out the unhappy paths, right? Cause like we focus mm-hmm. so much on like, we're going to build this thing and everyone's going to use it. And we're going to bank the we'll unbanked rich. and be <laughs> And we're all going to be rich doing it. Yet. And like, nobody's like, oh, but if this goes wrong, you know, or like watching what's happening in front of their face, right? Because if I hadn't, if I hadn't, if I just ignored every support box question or if I just victim blamed I and mean, been like, well, they shouldn't have entered their key on a fucking phishing site then I wouldn't have learned any of this. I would have mm-hmm. just like, it wouldn't have come into me. I would have just like shoved it out right. and I'd be the same person I was four years ago. So I don't know, that's like the the seeking out of like information and, and realizing that like nothing that we're building, no, no decision we made four years ago. Like you should probably be unhappy with most of the decisions that you made four years ago because you should be a vastly smarter person today. <laughs>
0: All right, so if you don't hate yourself, your your four year old four years <laughs> in the past self, you're doing something wrong. Is that that the that the lesson for today?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, right. I don't know. There's things that like I read tweets that I wrote, wrote like six months ago where I'm like, "You ignorant little child."
0: Yeah, but I also read stuff that I wrote a long time ago, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah, man, good job." Oh yeah.
1: There's <laughs> there's yeah. Oh. If you haven't reread it in a while, my future, the future of Ethereum doesn't have wallets article from like twenty eighteen, I think. I just reread it randomly. It's so good. Not to I will, uh, more.
0: I will try and remember to add it to the description for those who would like to read it.
1: But it's good because I was ignorant.
0: <laughs> good disclaimer. All right, Taylor, uh, you want to shout right. out or say anything before you leave?
1: just think more just like seek out knowledge more seek out information more question like just ask yourself like what could go wrong that's all um and then follow us on twitter at mycrypto. and then we're actually like launching a product right now it's in slow rollout mode so uh if you haven't been using beta.mycrypto.com so far you will be uh in the next <laughs> <of> 48 hours <laughs>
0: Ooh! congratulations, but
1: it's super cool. And um, I hope you I hope everyone likes it. I love it. Change is hard, though, so we are expecting the normal backlash.
0: Well, congratulations. And thanks for coming on.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.